0: We see this third lesson, the prophet foretells the coming of a savior from Isaiah seven and Isaiah nine. Hear the word of the Lord, Isaiah seven, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And then Isaiah chapter nine, verses two through seven. the rod of his oppressor you have broken on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and you shall call his name a wonderful counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah chapter 7 is located right in the middle of several statements of judgment against the nations for their rebellion and rejection against God. And as we oftentimes see in these prophetic cases, tucked right into the heart of those statements of judgment are statements of hope. We see it again, for example, in Isaiah chapter 23, 24, and 25, as the Lord judges the nations. But there in chapter 25, this beautiful prophetic statement of hope for all peoples. This statement of hope in Isaiah chapter 7 begins in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 1, as Isaiah records these words when the house of David was told. You'll remember this narrative in Isaiah chapter 7. The northern kingdom is being led by a king whose heart has strayed from God. He has joined forces with another king to try to come to Ahaz and say to King Ahaz in Jerusalem, hey let's join forces, and in the joining of those forces, let's go after Assyria. But God has a warning for Ahaz. He has a word of warning to Ahaz that Ahaz should not join in the rebellion and seek to forge a relationship with these other kings to go after Assyria for their own comfort. For Ahaz is reminded the people of God's comfort does not come by the sword. Rather, it comes by the Almighty Himself. And this is a promise from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 2, this prophetic statement concerning the house of David. It's a promise that the seed mentioned just a few moments ago in Genesis chapter 3. The seed of the woman would be a seed that sat on the throne on the house of David would reign over that house forever. And here in this text, Isaiah is told to go out with his son to meet King Ahaz at the watering hole, if you will. Ahaz has gone out to this watering hole so that he might see how many days of water do we have left before the siege of Jerusalem is complete and my people die. And there, Ahaz encounters Isaiah. And Isaiah says to King Ahaz, don't forge this relationship. In fact, if you don't believe me, ask a sign from God. And Ahaz responds with this pious nature, well, I shall not God. And then we get these famous words from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Isaiah says to Ahaz, If you won't ask of the Lord, that's fine. The Lord shall give to you a sign. The Lord himself. And notice in your Bibles that word you is plural. God is not only speaking to Ahaz, he's speaking to the community of faith. This is a sign for all of you. And what is this sign? Behold, the virgin, in Hebrew, the ha al shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name, what? Emmanuel, God with us. For the second time in this chapter, we have seen the naming of two children both of whom have names that carry prophetic utterance. But there's a third child listed in this narrative. Notice with me in your Bibles in Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18. This is the promise of the Lord... to Israel and to Judah. Behold, I, and notice the next word, and the children whom the Lord has given me. So there's a mention in this prophetic statement of a plurality of children. And notice what these children will do, or more specifically, what these children will be. Behold, I and the children whom you have given me, are signs and portents in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells on Mount Zion? By the time we get to Isaiah chapter 8, verses 18 and 19, we have already seen the third of those children. The third of those children is first mentioned as Isaiah chapter 8, verse 1. Hear these words of the Lord. Then the Lord said to me, Take a large tablet and write on it in common characters belonging to Maher Sha'al Hashbaz. For you ladies who are pregnant, I commend to you this name as a wonderful biblical name for your children. Nathan, you're having a third son. This is a wonderful male name. Maher Maher Sha'al Hashbaz. Come here. And notice verse 3, And I went to the prophetess, and she conceived and bore a son. And then the Lord said to me, Call his name Maher Sha'al Hashbaz, for before the boy knows how to cry, My father or my mother, the wealth of Damascus and the spoil of Samaria will be carried away before the king of Assyria. The listing of three children in this text Who would serve in a prophetic role, all of whom point us toward the ultimate fulfillment of Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. And in whom do we find this fulfillment ultimately? The person of Jesus. We know that to be the case for two reasons. One, The New Testament tells us in Matthew chapter 1, as the angel appears to Mary and to Joseph, that angel declares to them, don't be afraid, for this child that is conceived in Mary is from the Holy Spirit, and you shall call his name what? Emmanuel. God with us. But we also know this is a fulfillment of Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 because of the promise of Isaiah chapter 7, verse 2. God is seeking to steady the hearts of the Israelites and the Judeans by giving to them a promise regardless of the circumstances in which they find themselves, a circumstance of destruction. For for Israel in the southern part, they have been completely surrounded in Jerusalem. They're facing imminent death. Regardless of those circumstances, hear the goodness of God. Isaiah, take with you your first son, Shir Jashuv, for a remnant will return. See the other son, Emmanuel, who is God with us. See the other son, Maher Sha'al Hashbaz. Assyria shall not overtake you. And there, we find this fulfillment of this son who would do what? Isaiah chapter 9. He would be a son who would be, as Isaiah records, a wonderful Counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting Father, a Prince of Peace. And who is that one that was born of a virgin? Jesus. Friends, Jesus is our hope. Jesus is your hope. Jesus is my hope. Jesus is the hope of the world. He was the Messiah in whom Israel placed her hope, waiting patiently for that day of redemption. And aren't you thankful? A remnant has been preserved by faith and through faith for those who would trust in the person of Christ. Friend, have you trusted in Christ this morning? Have you believed in Jesus today? Have you trusted in God's promised Son, a Messiah, born of a virgin who is God with us, who is the one who redeems us from our sins? Friend, if you're here today and you have not trusted in this Christ, this Christ who is promised by Isaiah 700 years before Messiah would appear with great precision, the prophets wrote, so that you and I, through faith, might trust in Christ. Would you pray with me this morning? God, in the same way in which the children of Israel waited and hoped So too do we, those who by faith have trusted in you, so too do we wait today that second coming of Christ. And so we pray this morning, Father, that as we reflect on this gospel narrative, this narrative of what you, God, have accomplished through Jesus for the sake of your creation. Lord, we ask that you would cause us to have faith, to trust, to believe. And as we believe, as we have faith, as we exercise hope, so too do we, like the children of Israel, wait. So too do we hope. Hope. In your second coming, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Church family,